You're listening to Marketing News Canada, Canada's number one show featuring the brightest minds in marketing, PR, and digital advertising. Hi, welcome to another episode of Marketing News Canada. Today, we're pleased to welcome Frank Bach. Frank is the lead product designer at Headspace, a global leader in mindfulness and meditation through its app and online content offerings. With millions of users in more than 190 countries, Headspace has one mission, to improve the health and happiness of the world. Prior to Headspace, Frank worked on the global launch of Red Bull TV. His work spans product growth and brand design and has been recognized with numerous awards. He's interested in the relationship between mindfulness and creativity and how meditation can empower you to be a stronger designer and more engaged contributor. Good morning, Frank. So great to have you. Hey, thank you. Happy to be here. Yeah, it's great to connect with you. Perhaps we could start out with a little bit about your origin story. How did you arrive at Headspace and what took you there? Sure, yeah. Well, I went to school for graphic design. That was, uh, it seemed at the time, like the best way to make a living with my interests and maybe my skill set. Uh, always kind of, you know, loved hacking around on the on a computer and trying to, you know, learn to code and build websites and things like that. And always had a, a passion for art and drawing and design. And, you know, I had no idea what, you know, what communication design was or marketing or advertising, but I knew there was something there that, you know, was of interest to me and thought maybe I could be good at it. But, you know, I didn't really have any, any real like role models or, or anything like that to, to look up to. And I don't think, I don't think in school, the, the guidance counselors were quite, quite there yet to send me down that path. But, yeah, I grew up playing music, skateboarding, and you know, I was never a great musician. I was more the person you wanted in your band to make album artwork and do the logistics of touring and things like that. So I was pretty organized in that way. And that's what got me interested in design was really like skateboard graphics and music artwork and that kind of thing. And yeah, I went to school and learned the tools of the trade of graphic design brand, marketing, advertising, things like that. And then this was uh, just before, you know, really going to date myself, but just before the iPhone launched. And so this idea of designing websites for mobile devices was a Mm -hmm. totally foreign idea. Mm -hmm. Uh, But right when that happened, um, it's a little bit after the recession, I wasn't able to find any work. There were some companies hiring, but I feel like kind of the, the approach I had to design wasn't super suitable for the kind of, I guess, more corporate environments that that I was looking at. And Mm -hmm. uh, so me and a friend launched our own studio and Mm -hmm. just a two-person operation. And it eventually scaled up to be about eight people, ran that for seven years. And we really became like the go-to digital agency in Northern Ontario, which is, you know, anywhere north of Toronto, Sudbury area, if if anyone listening is familiar with with, uh, Northern Ontario. That was really a trip. That was a, a really fun time. We had some amazing clients, clients like Science North and the Art Gallery of Sudbury and even did some government work and worked with Toyota for a little bit. And so that was very much like brand, marketing, digital, that kind of world. And I mentioned earlier the app store. So that kind of happened and really mm-hmm. getting into uh, responsive web design and and there's something here. There's there's something I don't know that is going on in the world that I really want mm-hmm. to learn more about. Mm-hmm. And I had no idea really yeah. how to do it. Me and that business partner uh, split up 
and I ran the company with my wife for a little while. She came on as a partner. She's also a designer. And we basically had this opportunity where we could suddenly, you know, really kind of choose our, our path forward. Like what's the next five years for us look like? Do we continue with this, this agency or do I start to look at work elsewhere? And I had never, ever really been on the job hunt as a, as an adult, you know, I, I kind of looked out, out of college, mm-hmm. kind of looked around, but carved her own path. Yeah. And I just, I didn't know where to land, you know, was I an account executive? Was I a creative director? Was I a digital designer? Like I would, when you're running a studio, you're kind of doing a lot. Right. So totally random. A friend of mine was working at Facebook in San Francisco at the time and knew that I was looking for something new and, and asked if I'd want to be put into their recruitment kind of funnel. So I interviewed with them okay. and, you know, totally embarrassed myself. I was like, oh, I, there's so much I don't know. And that was really yeah. tough. That was painful to go through. And I thought, you know what? I wish they'd just give me a chance or I can give myself a chance. I'll take the next six months, double down on learning about digital product design and user experience design. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I did everything. Like we, we paused the agency work and just outsourced everything. <laughs> you know, you got to yeah. find the time well, to learn. Yeah. But knowing that we would eventually shut that down and I would be, you know, going on the job hunt for, for a, a more focused position in-house at a company, hopefully. And uh, yeah. yeah, just went all in, podcasts, articles, conferences, everything I could mm-hmm. do. And it just totally changed, I guess, changed my identity in a way because I went from yeah. this like self-employed entrepreneur agency guy into like a product mm-hmm. designer. And uh, right. yeah, then I, I was lucky to land the job uh, working on Red Bull. They took a chance on me. They needed somebody in Los Angeles. I wasn't really looking mm-hmm. at LA. I was looking more Vancouver, Seattle, maybe San Francisco. Uh, mm-hmm. But after visiting and interviewing, uh, this is a wonderful place. Awesome climate, mm-hmm. cool company. The office was a couple blocks from from the Santa Monica Pier. And uh I thought, let's, nice. let's go for it. So we shut the company down, gave all our clients uh, our notice, I guess. <laughs> well, and, uh, yeah. and yeah, and moved, moved stateside. And the Headspace job came up about a year later. And I've been there ever since, I'm coming up on almost wow. five and a half years. Wow, that's amazing. And L- LA is your home now? I think LA is my home. I always joke that it always felt like it was, even though I never visited. You know, you you, mm-hmm. you see it in movies, you see it in, in music and culture, and it's kind of familiar, but um, but not. And so once we got mm-hmm. there, it just felt like, yeah, this is this is the right fit for us. And you know, we just had a, mm-hmm. a daughter; she's eleven months old now, and you know, that's definitely Congratulations. thank you, thank you. It's definitely her home. <laughs> she's a true mm-hmm. Angelino, I guess. And uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it's so far, it's been a really really positive experience, and I'm really enjoying it. Nice. That's great. You talk a lot about holistic product and growth design. Mm-hmm. What does that mean to you and, and where did that come into play? Yeah, I mean, it's easy these days in the world of tech to think of uh, designing for, for product in a, would you say, kind of business metric driven way. And this is maybe through my experience with working on Headspace, but me, like, matching those business metrics with some more kind of human metrics, you know, like, did I, did I reduce someone's stress, but also how much Mm -hmm. time did they spend in the app? Mm -hmm. Does this person feel happier and healthier after continued use of our meditation content? 
mm-hmm. combined with how many sort of media completions they have also done, which just means completing right. a session. Uh, did something in the Headspace app make you feel happier and healthier mm-hmm. in comparison to how many media completes that right. person has done, which just means finishing a session, you know, from mm-hmm. start to finish. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you can have that very kind of business producty language. It's easy to throw around and you get really used to it in a, in a big company, but always getting back to like, what does the user, what does the member actually need from the product or service mm-hmm. at the time? And, you know, right. nobody opens an app up and thinks I need a media complete right now, you know, or I, mm-hmm. or I, I need to, I need <laughs> no. to consume some content right now. Like that's. Well, yeah. now I am. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where do you get that customer feedback or the user feedback? Do you, how do you collect that data? Yeah. Um, well, we've got, of course, in the app, there's some kind of basic tracking of that kind of thing. So we have a sense in our, like in our company dashboards, we can see what those, those metrics that kind of matter to us are looking like on a day, day-to-day basis. Uh, we've got a pretty robust customer experience, like member experience team, and they're constantly bringing that back mm-hmm. to us like on a bi-weekly basis. What are like the top 10 pieces of constructive feedback? What are the top 10 complaints? What are, what's the mm-hmm. positive stuff we're hearing? App store reviews, what's mm-hmm. the pulse on Twitter and Reddit? And there's all these other like kind of niche communities uh, for the Headspace service that we're able to tap into. And so many people have very like positive and sometimes life-changing experience with the app. So they're more mm-hmm. often than not happy to talk about that. But you know, mm-hmm. also with, with that comes, uh, if the app is not doing what you were looking to do with it, or it keeps crashing, mm-hmm. or you know, it's not meeting your needs, then we're also happy to hear uh, how we can improve that. Right. And who is your target audience? Is it someone that's really just dipping their toes into meditation? Or is it somebody that's already has that um, woven into their life. Right. I think in the past, especially with our, our brand approach of kind of like the, the animations and the, the cartoonish uh, look and feel, some people might have described Headspace as like training wheels for meditation or like a great way to learn how to meditate. But mm-hmm. I think nowadays we're trying mm-hmm. to do the full span of uh, meditation and user, whether it's somebody who's new or looking to build a habit or more experienced but over the past few years, some of the projects I've been involved in have been trying to get Headspace beyond meditation. So we have now like a sleep offering to help, like tools to help you fall asleep, mm-hmm. um, which have become very, very popular. There's also a section in the app for like movement and fitness, like yoga and things like that. Um, mm-hmm. And then one of the, uh, what I find very exciting is the music, uh, the focus music component, which has been a really fun way for the company mm-hmm. to kind of flex its media arm a little bit and we have we've got some some compilations with artists like arcade fire and erica badu and uh just neat to see how that's all kind of come together because when i started five years ago these were like pipe dreams you know these were these were not like realistic in any way and so to have stuck around and being able to see that through Mm -hmm. i'm really really appreciative yeah and uh and different personalities that people would be aware of already, like Kevin Hart. How did that come to be? Yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's might be like the Southern California, like LA effect, but you know, I think our, our founders and some folks at the company are very um, exposed to that environment. You know, they're, they're in touch with, you know, when you, when you're a company like Headspace and we have a full on content studio that's working on podcasts and the Netflix series, Mm -hmm. we are definitely like a mix between, what would you say? Like a, like a, 
digital product, a media company, um, a mental health mm-hmm. service. Like there's this kind of all these mm-hmm. things that we do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the, similar to the Kevin Hart content that we have, we brought on John Legend as our, our chief music officer. And so... Um, Very cool. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's really, I think, part of meeting people where they're at. And that's kind of been the story uh, since the beginning was, um, mm-hmm. you know, you might ask like, hey, wh- why do you have a meditation app? on a phone. I don't, you know, I want to get away from my phone or something, but like, mm-hmm. that's where you're at. That's where people are at. And, um, mm-hmm. we've had a lot more success reaching people through their phones <laughs> than, than not. Mm-hmm. We could go all mm-hmm. into like physical products or you know, a, a meditation candle or a meditation pillow <laughs> or something, <laughs> you know, there's yeah. all product line. Yeah, is yeah. Next. There's a million, <laughs> some merch out yeah. there. there's a million nice. ideas, a million ways you could try it, <laughs> but the phone has been the most successful to date and, and meeting people through the kind of the content with people that they, uh, that they know and, and trust has been a, mm-hmm. a good way to, uh, to reach a bigger audience. Yeah. And I really love too, that you've opened it up for families as well. Totally. And there's some, some great, sessions on there for for kids of all different ages and it's it's a way to get everybody involved because i think once you start incorporating the the mindfulness and this kind of thinking it really is something that you're not doing on your own it you know you want to include your family members as well right no that's i love hearing that and you know it hasn't always been the case that you know meditation or mindfulness was something that you would even talk to your friends about or your family about but over the mm-hmm. years we've seen that that change and depending on the geography you're in that you know different countries different areas of the world are at different stages of the mental health conversation i think that's been expedited a lot with the pandemic but yeah the uh, the family sessions that we have i'm really proud of that stuff and uh, i was also able to work on uh, both our student plans and family plans setting up membership and discounts around those offerings yeah, I mean, it's it's mm-hmm. there's so much more that we want to do as well, and but like you know, mm-hmm. timelines and prioritizing yeah. always has to kind of come first. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, over over yeah. the time I've been working on the project, it's it's I've definitely been able to see a lot of the, the kind of the mm-hmm. wish list of uh, features and, and and things happen. So it's really really mm-hmm. enjoyable. And has your has your daughter started to to pick up on on some of this programming in the series? <laughs> yeah. At eleven months, she's a little early, <laughs> yeah. but um, yeah. you know, at least recognize the pictures. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I bring her in on on the Zoom calls once in a while and show her cartoons. Nice. And as a team, we meditate every day. We at least have the the opportunity to. So I'll bring her in, and she'll mm-hmm. maybe be sitting on my lap, working from mm-hmm. home, and join in on that mm-hmm. stuff through my wife's pregnancy. She did. We do have a book, the Headspace uh, Guide to Pregnancy, and uh, she did read through that book and is also kind of an avid meditator. So I think I think that mm-hmm. effect on our kids' well-being. Hopefully, hopefully that that kind of pays mm-hmm. off in the end, and she can be a, a nice balanced individual who you nice. know, knows how to deal with the, the stresses of life. Yeah, exactly. Tell me about. Um... Sunshine Shop. You've branched out into retail. Sure, yeah. Well, that's my fun little side project. Um, Sunshine Shop was, you know, like I always work in a kind of iterative way. I have some successful projects and some unsuccessful. And uh, I learned, you know, you just don't hear about those anymore. You kind of launch and we try something and then right. they go away. So the ones that are that are working mm-hmm. tend to stick around. 
just as a as a hobby, I wanted to make a little bit of merch, uh, make some T-shirts, some you know some tote bags and and phone cases and things like that. Mm-hmm. And just for myself, I was I was looking for certain kind of like apparel that I wasn't totally finding elsewhere, and uh, I was just making making it for myself to kind of wear out in the world and to work and stuff. And people started asking like, you know, hey, that's like kind of a cool shirt. Where did you get that? And I don't know, I made it, you know, I made it. And then uh, mm-hmm. that's where I could start to see that there was maybe a little bit of a of a demand there where maybe, yeah, maybe it, there yeah. was an audience. Maybe, and at first I thought like it would be people who looked like me, you know, like just people with my interests, people of kind of my age and background. Uh, and then started to concept a few more items and then my wife saw that I was having a lot of fun trying to build this e-commerce website and figure out all the logistics of like printing and shipping and how do you get stuff into mm-hmm. people's hands and how do you price it and then she got really stoked and wanted to uh, start making some stuff herself so then we had the first the first launch was, was about two years ago and um, since then it's really transformed into something totally different it's not really mm-hmm. about me it's not my stuff too much. We had a lot of success partnering with some influencers in like the wellness and it's kind of like spiritual environment. People that we found on Instagram just kind of organically who would like our stuff yeah. and slid into their we, DMs. Oh, I certainly did. I certainly did. <laughs> uh, hey, can we send you? Uh, can we send you some mm-hmm. stuff? And then you know, if if they like mm-hmm. it and they post it, and we see that those there's some synergy there where what they've got going on and what we've got going on could be a good match. I'll typically work with those people on kind of a partnership model where we will sunshine mm-hmm. shop is like the umbrella shop and underneath that umbrella yep. is you know a handful or so of different merch collections for different people who have who have yep. a much broader reach than I could ever have you know we're we're mm-hmm. talking people in the like hundreds of thousands of followers and and very like yeah. niche loyal audiences and so um yeah that's mm-hmm. been kind of the the secret sauce to the sunshine shop and i'm cool. just happy that i continued to uh go and follow the direction that that was working i wasn't stubborn about like i want it to be this and not that i was just kind of like well this seems to be taking a life of its own so i will i'll continue to <laughs> shepherd this in in whatever direction it wants mm-hmm. to go and i yeah. have so much fun partnering with artists and helping them bring their stuff to life mm-hmm. as for a lot of for a lot of people building a website and hooking up the logistics of shipping and printing is not something that excites them. But for me, it is. Yeah. And if I can come in and support them and help them create uh, a new little line of business, a little extra revenue we can profit share from, then everybody's, everybody's happy. That's great. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? 
Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And have you seen any changes for Sunshine Shop during this past year and a half, during COVID? Um, I think, yeah, I think it's, it, I think it's like two things at once where people were online shopping a lot more through the pandemic. And then two, um, people were maybe buying clothes that were uh, less formal. And then also mm-hmm. like gearing up to things opening up and being able to go out into the world again. I think people were more selective about like, what's my like out in the world outfit going to be? Because I can't, yeah. <laughs> I can't mm-hmm. live... My big, my debut. big debut. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. I think there, there's a couple of those of those things that happened, and uh, I just spent a lot of time kind of like building relationships and partnerships over the last I don't know maybe the last year. And there's a there's a couple more that are that are launching soon. I think that's the that's the path forward until we've kind of like maximized those um, partnerships. But again, like from a design perspective and product perspective. Mm-hmm. That poses some huge, what do you say, like communication and information architecture yeah. puzzles, you know, like mm-hmm. how do you architect this website or this e-commerce to be able to contain all of this stuff and have it all make mm-hmm. sense? So that's been, yeah, that's been on my mind. That keeps me up at night for sure. Mm-hmm. And and what does the fulfillment look like? Are you in the basement packing boxes? No, or? <laughs> absolutely not. I did not want a lifestyle change. I said, I'm going to I've burnt myself out in the past. I've taken on way too much in the past on, you know, in my, my different jobs and projects and, and past mm-hmm. lives. But um, I told myself, I'm going to do this and I'm going to try to make it all the most hands-off thing possible. And so that was like one of the initial challenges was how can we find all the right print-on-demand suppliers? How can we make the profit margins make sense? Because it's definitely going to be more expensive uh, on a per-item basis. Mm-hmm doing that research, finding, you know, quality garments, quality merch around that, you know, that ships globally as well. That was one of the the bigger challenges, but I'm really glad I did now because it's, it's really just a kind of relationship building and marketing job at this point. Mm-hmm. Very cool. So back to yeah. Headspace. It's interesting to see how things have evolved a little bit over the past year and a half, especially related to mindfulness and meditation and and even people taking more of an open approach to their mental health. And uh, people, I feel like, are a little bit more open to talking about that and, mm-hmm. and not being afraid to really be vulnerable. 
Have you seen the user's behavior in your app change or at least an uptick? Do you feel like that is related to COVID? Yeah, definitely an uptick. And then I think a big demand from employers who are they're looking to support their staff, support, support their employees in ways beyond kind of like basic healthcare packages. People, mm-hmm. people need that extra little help. And hopefully it's something that, that Headspace can, can offer and, and help them with. That's been probably a, that's been a big area of growth, I would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a little bit unexpected, but you know, it's, it's, we're happy to see it. Uh, but really balancing like a direct-to-consumer and a B2B business at the same time, which kind of brings us to the next big announcement, which was just announced. Um, I mean, it was yesterday, but by the time people are listening, it'll be a little bit later. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, Headspace announced that uh, we're merging with a, a teletherapy product called Ginger who are one of the bigger services in the B2B space. So that's kind of next on the horizon for us, figuring out what all of that kind of means and you know what the next three to six months look like as a company, mm-hmm. as a product, as a service. So I would mm-hmm. say we've you know grown from the like the teenagers in the meditation space into uh, into the mm-hmm. adults in the uh, kind of broader mental health space. That's amazing. Thanks. Big evolution for you guys. Yeah. 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 Talking about um, the team at Headspace Mm -hmm. and what does that look like in in regards to mental health and and how you foster that positive environment? Yeah. Well, like from the design side, I would say like exploration is the best way to get to, you know, creative innovation, creating a space that is psychologically safe for people to do that exploration in, I think mm-hmm. is, is key. As a like lead designer, I really do my best to make sure that people are feeling comfortable to um, explore in that way. You know, I, I mentioned earlier the daily meditation, like more mm-hmm. broadly on the company level, we have our no meeting Fridays, which really helps a lot, you know, kind of take the mm-hmm. edge off, especially <laughs> when you're in like back-to-back Zoom calls often. Um, yeah. And then every mm-hmm. Zoom fatigue is real. Yeah, Zoom fatigue is so real. Uh, and yeah, so in addition to the uh, every second Friday, uh, no meeting day, we have the alternate Friday is what we call Mind Day, which is a day off. So that's been happening through the pandemic, and I think we'll we'll keep it. It's been such a great perk. I mean, it's it's just so nice to have that day to catch mm-hmm. up on administrative stuff, you know, your appointments and more mm-hmm. family time, that kind of thing. So. I think everybody really loves yep. and appreciates that. Life. Yeah, this life. It, it's it's mm-hmm. really awesome. Life. So I think with, you know, all those things, mm-hmm. and of course, there, there there's other stuff I could probably go on forever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that, giving the team that kind of space and allowing us to to do proper research and get into the work and make sure we're, mm-hmm. we're designing and building the right thing and not just chasing a deadline for no reason. Mm-hmm. That's been mm-hmm. a very different work experience for me. Yeah. So you spent the early part of your career as an agency owner in Northern Ontario mm-hmm. with, I would assume, primarily Canadian clients. Yep. And now you're in LA. Yep. What does that look like for you? Has your experience with Canadian design been any different than how you approach things in LA? Yeah, it's very different in a few ways. One, when we were working in Canada, we were mostly working on projects that required like pretty robust uh, RFP like proposals. Mm-hmm. So that like, yeah. especially in the government 
environment where it was like really like super detailed outlines of what the proposal mm-hmm. should contain. Whereas I feel like in the yeah. U.S. Give us all your yeah, knowledge. Yeah, give us everything. <laughs> I feel like in the U.S. Yeah. Their people are a little bit more open to, probably just because you're working with more more private companies and entrepreneurs. I would say the size of projects, both in like, both in budget and kind of mm-hmm. impact that, that people are looking yeah. for, that's that's maybe mm-hmm. like, you know, double to, to 10x. Um, mm-hmm. So again, that like just figuring out like what do what do rates look like in the U S like what, mm-hmm. what is, what is, how do I adjust for that? So I've yeah, heard. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think the startup environment being like very, especially on the West coast, like there's a lot of dreamers, a lot of people who want to, who want to do big things and make a lot of money and impact a lot of people in you know, in positive ways or totally disrupt industries that like dream is still very much there. So to kind of like to be a designer, approached with that kind of a challenge is like a little bit overwhelming but mm-hmm. also fun i think i think startups in general there's just like a a lot of them like i had a friend say like you should just you should just move here even if it was with a job that you you know you didn't you didn't like totally love don't don't yeah. worry about it you'll find another Something. one like soon and i just couldn't wrap my mind around that because it was yeah especially in sudbury it felt like it was such slim pickings it felt very yeah. I felt very territorial of the clients we worked with, mm-hmm. sort of like, mm-hmm. you know, these are my clients. I don't want to share them with anybody. If I even hear that they're working yeah. with other agencies, I'd be a little bitter yeah. about it. Yeah. Whereas the kind of tech environment, things are a little bit more open, mm-hmm. mostly because you're you're building services and products with with yeah. customers rather mm-hmm. than kind of servicing somebody's like marketing or advertising needs. So yeah, there's the RFP aspect. And then I I think just like competition wise people joke a lot about how canada is it can be a bit of a monopoly in terms of yeah. like telecom uh retail i mean any any industry you know you look at like oil and gas like there are a few key companies and families who kind of run those companies it can be a little bit tough to innovate in that with mm-hmm. with that situation i look back at just seven, eight years ago, I only ever got paid in checks, paper checks. In the U.S., people would be like, "What is this? Like, what? Are, what are you even giving me? Like, are you, yeah. you know, wire mm-hmm. transfer? Um, Have you been paid? Yeah, yeah. yeah, wire transfers and NFTs. Yeah, NFTs. <laughs> they want crypto. And then I think too the yeah. just the 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 pace of business is a lot faster. I would say maybe this is like the agency world versus startup world. It's kind of hard to say, but there was a lot of hesitancy to do like video calls when I was living in Canada. People really wanted mm-hmm. to meet in person, meet at your office, mm-hmm. meet in their office, get the kind of whole mm-hmm. song and dance, you know, how yeah. they were spending their money. Feel like part of the family. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think in the US, and maybe this is also a COVID thing, people are just really like, let's let's get on a call this afternoon. Let's hash it out. Let's get, you know, let's get the deposit Mm -hmm. in tomorrow and like get you going, you know, get, get started. Mm -hmm. So that those are some key differences I've definitely noticed. It's interesting as an agency owner myself, the efficiency that video conferencing Mm -hmm. has introduced versus meeting in person. I had a, an in-person meeting a couple of days ago and, you know, it takes three hours out of your day for a one hour meeting. And during COVID, I think my most I managed to fit 11 meetings into a single <laughs> wow. day. And yeah. 
I, I'm almost considering, you know, do I now charge for travel right. time if their right. preference is in person? Because hey, that's yeah, my time. That's, that's a possibility. I mean, I have these memories of getting up in the morning to, you know, to go to a, maybe like a, like a press event where maybe a client of ours was launching a new initiative and we were doing some of the marketing for it. So I felt an obligation to be there, you know, from like nine to 11, mm, totally. socialize a bit, then make it out to like a chamber of commerce event over lunch where I could maybe bump hmm. shoulders with like president of a university or something. And then in the afternoon, like somehow get home, you know, scarf down some food and, and try to work for the rest of the day. Like that's it. Yeah. An entire yeah. day of <laughs> work. So unsustainable. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. I, I totally hear that. It's something that I am actively grappling yeah. with at the so moment. Real. Yeah. Are you up for a little rapid yeah, fire? Let's do it. All right. So whatever, no wrong answers. First thing that comes to mind, and we'll just go through okay. them. What was your first job? Uh, Market One uh, was a company that did outbound um, outbound sales um, telemarketing. So I was selling mortgages and and refinances to people, and I was like 18 years old, and I had no idea what I was doing. But <laughs> that was the first job. Wow, night owl or early bird? Used to be night owl, now an early bird. Um, I feel not, not my, my choice. choice. I can I can do both, but um, only one yeah. at a time. Cat or dog person? Dog person. What was the first thing you marketed? Uh, I marketed a smart car for a campaign for a local college, uh, where we wrapped the whole thing in some really funky uh, uh, decals. And uh, I ended up buying a smart car a few years later because it was, I really loved the, the, the actual design of the vehicle. Nice. Your marketing was so good, you convinced yourself. <laughs> it's a, here's a subtle flex. It did win a Canadian marketing award. And that was, uh, that was maybe a, not the greatest way to start your career, but <laughs> it was, it was yeah. a moment. On a yeah, high. Yeah, it was such a high. It's all downhill. <laughs> you only have down yeah. to go. <laughs> Nice. Uh, what's your favorite word right now? Favorite word? Uh, it's my daughter's name, Cove, C-O-V-E. I just love the, the letter structure. I love that there's no ascenders or descenders in the type. It's just like a nice little cute block, four letters, nice mm. and tidy. Uh, so that's, that's my favorite word. Have you designed a logo for her yet? No, no logo yet. No. <laughs> what's a movie you love? A movie I love? Uh, Midnight in Paris. Good one. Favorite song or album? Song or album. Uh, there's a Canadian band. Uh, they, their their name is a is a, a bit of a exploitative. It's it's they're called Effed Up, and they are uh, mm. Toronto based hardcore band. They've been around for probably twenty years now. Um, again, don't mm. judge the 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 band by the name. I'm not sure how they got there, but the album is called mm -hmm. Hidden World, and uh, just such a big mm. influence to me in the way that I approach. Um, approach life, approach mm -hmm. um, uh, music and art. And uh, I might have a few, a few tattoos of the album art. Nice. We have a vinyl collection and my son, who's nine, was very proud of himself for pulling out the record Holy F oh, yeah. <laughs> and par paraded it around to the grandparents and thought he was just found the greatest thing on the entire planet. I love it. Yeah. That was, yeah, just a couple days ago. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> Anyways, it's actually a really good yeah. band. And he wanted to know how much they swear. Yeah. And I'm like, it's instrumental. Yeah. It's <laughs> oh, that's amazing. <laughs> uh, 
Favorite children's book? Favorite children's book? Uh, there's a book uh, called I'll Be Brave uh, by Jessica Hish, who's a really great designer, illustrator. Um, we picked that up uh, for our daughter and uh, it's a really cute book. I mean, there, I'm in children's book. Uh, it, we've got so many. It, it's honestly hard to even remember mm-hmm. which ones we have. But yeah, that one stands out to me. Awesome. I'm going to check that out for sure. What is an app on your phone you can't live without? App on my phone I can't live without. Headspace is a little too on the nose. So let's say, um, I'll say the weather. I love <laughs> Other than the weather space. app. Love the weather app. Oh, nice, yeah. simple, utility. Nice. Mm-hmm. Go to every yeah. morning. Maybe more in Sudbury than yeah, in LA. It's, it's, it's so predictable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Best thing you bought for under $10. Best thing I bought for under $10. Um, there's a, I, I bought this little tiny plastic drawer that fits about like maybe five pens and a sticky notes. And it's a little, it just has little adhesives and you can pop it under your desk. And that was a few bucks on Amazon. And I ended up buying two of them because they were just so handy under my desk. Nice. Well, my next question is about a life hack you'd be willing to share. I feel like that might be connected. (laughs) Life hack I'd be willing to share. Okay. I mean, there'll be a gap between between my answer because I have to think of, I want to I want to be really thoughtful about this even though we're in rapid fire life hack life hack okay. uh, biggest life hack yeah. is uh, spending time on your mental health maybe if you can afford it if you have access to it going to therapy helping you gain a little bit more self-awareness work through some problems you have and maybe some problems you didn't know you had uh, that's been a, a big mm-hmm. unlock for me mm-hmm. if you weren't doing this job what would you be doing uh, I'd love to be like a an NHL scout or something, uh, you know, spend some time in, in arenas watching, watching people play. Uh, I love hockey. That's uh, the Canadian in you coming out. <laughs> yeah. I had to drop it for this podcast. That's the Canadian in you coming out. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, what's the business or marketing book you'd recommend? Business or marketing book. Um, I like hacking growth by Sean Ellis. I really enjoyed and then Zero to One by Peter Thiel. I think both those books are really smart, like product design slash marketing slash everything books. Um, if you're looking to work in the world of, mm-hmm. of product and and kind of like business design, I get, if you're looking to work in the world of like product and business design, those two have been super helpful for me. Awesome. Frank, it's been such a pleasure. Amazing. Thank you for taking the time. It's been really great to connect yeah, with you. Yeah, thanks very much. I really enjoyed it. And how can our listeners connect with you? Uh, I'm easy to find. Twitter is probably the best place. Um, yeah, it's just Francois Bach uh, on Twitter. Nice. Awesome. Thank you, Frank. It's been a pleasure. And yeah, yeah. have a Take good care. one. Bye. Thanks for listening to Marketing News Canada. For more episodes and other great stories from Canadian marketers, visit marketingnewscanada.com. All episodes are recorded in the Jelly Marketing Studio thanks to our producer, Chris Penner, and editors Travis Jeffers and The Podfather. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, 
visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 